Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 139 of the Pika Serenity Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson. And joining me, we have my co-host, Zanamali. Hello, a new name this week. Hello. <laughs> yes, he's uh, been demoted to the bottom of the admin list by Babylonius. Un- because, look, all because I wanted them to, to address me by my proper title. All right. And this Dot is the next I get. What? Dot no, anomaly. My, my proper title. Hold on. Wait, where did I put it? Oh, here it is. It is. Uh, where did I? I was, it's a very, it's a, so it says it's anomaly, comma, number one admin, first of his name, king of the Andals, the, the right Ronar, and the first monks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Babs demoted me at the bottom of the admin. Yeah, justifiable. Oh, no. I'm anomaly. I'm still the number one admin. Still contend that. I'll die on that sword. <laughs> That is typically what happens when you put yourself on a sword. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. But in any event, how is uh how's week two of uh let's get into it. How's week two of Dragonflight going? Oh man, it's so chill. This is amazing, honestly. Like I've played a ton. Like that's not to say that I haven't had anything to do. I have played a ton, mm-hmm. but there's so little that I like have to get done yeah um i've been focusing on raid prep like strategy prep not like grinding stuff in game Mm -hmm. um and catching up i did most of lore master on my monk um oh nice partially because i needed i actually did need the rep in order to get to the like 10th tuscar renown to be able to get Mm -hmm. the fit the like special frozen fish for making feasts gotcha Gotcha. So I did that, but uh, I mean, it was like a couple of evenings is just like doing side quests, and it was it was super chill. And then of course, you know, Mythic Zero tours. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. Lots of fishing, lots of doing old stuff. I got my paladin up to seventy, and nice. um, debating whether I actually put the time in to get a Mythic Zero run on it. <laughs> nice, yeah. Um, I've had a very similar like chill experience. We did uh did like my mythic zero runs over the course of like two or three days, and like yeah, I mean, uh, it was cool to like not have to rush to get them done, or like like not even that, like not have to rush to get certain stuff done daily. Yeah. Right? So I think like last time we we did the podcast on like late on Monday last week, and uh, Blizzard had just announced that they weren't going to go to like a daily reset on World Quest, which I think yeah helps. Like that's yeah, I think that's like. Even though you don't have to do it, and like I don't know, there's just a there's like I think a lot of players that sort of do play this game, you know, a lot, or just it's like their primary game that they play, right? I think you can debate what a lot means for most people, but it's the yeah. primary game they play. Like they don't want to f- have to feel that you have to log in, right? Like that's the that's sort of what World Quest do is they make you feel like you have to log in, so you have to like you have like a timer of getting stuff done, and you can't just sort of like log in and be like, hey, what do I want to do today? Uh, there's like three people on in my guild. Maybe we'll try and do some like mythic zeros. I got like an alt that I can do them with, or right. I haven't done my great hunt yet this week. Like, let me go do, you know, that real quick. Yep. Um, and so, no, it's been, I've similar experience to me. It's just been very, very chill, you know, did mythic zeros over like, I think we did them like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just sort of like slowly got through them all. Um, did like all my weeklies actually got my druid to 70. So <laughs> 
<laughs> so I leveled my druid to 70, only only gathering. So it, oh, my druid's boy. a, a uh, herbalist and, and miner and only did gathering on the druid. Um, then hit 70 and then it was like, you know what? I'm going to go like do a couple world quests and get some gear. Um, all of my gear was 250 and, <laughs> and, and it was, I like died. Oh, to, no. like, I pulled like two normal mobs and like and popped died. all my cooldowns and still died. Like still it was just like, yeah, this is not good. So the trick um, is you go to the auction house and you spend 5k gold buying yourself a set of 340 crafted gear. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, to be fair, I turned around and just did that. Um, bought I all three. Of the Paladin. I mean, I yeah. hit, I hit 70 and I was like, I level 285 or something um mm -hmm. because i had just done um like one of the really efficient routes which is not really efficient for gear upgrades right but a lot of, there's some side quests that give like a crazy amount of experience really quickly because they're mm -hmm. just a bunch of short quests and they all give like 10k experience and you just like knock out 80k experience in 10 minutes yeah 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 so it was a. Uh... That was my experience on the Druid. Um, I think I'm going to actually try and do a Mythic Zero run on the Druid uh, tonight. At least, like, do, like, a handful of them, get it a little bit of gear, so. If you do, I got a Paladin that would <laughs> potentially be available. I'll, uh, I, might, I might shoot you a quick message if I'm around, so. Uh, um, but we... But yeah, no, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, we are doing um, raid, like, we're having our sit-down going over raid bosses tonight. Um, oh, nice. So I've been doing a lot of prep for that, so... Uh, it was actually kind of nice. I mentioned last week that I was working on Wipefest stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I continued that this week. So at this point, I've done, I did the Wipefest setups for all uh, seven of the bosses that were raid tested. Oh, okay. Nice. And so I also raid tested all seven of those bosses. So I'm like super prepared. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like I know like everything about these bosses. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, no, we did, um, I've done my, like, typical, like, just every time a new set of guides get posted, like, read through it, basically. Right. Um, so, like, I, I read, Method posted all their stuff this morning, so I read through that. Um, I was, like, making breakfast, and yeah. um, the Ready Chuck Pull stuff came out a couple of days ago. So, yeah, I've been slowly doing it. Um, set up the, we we used sort of the Viserios, I think that's the gentleman's yeah. name or individual's name, uh, spreadsheet for all our healing cooldown. So, yeah. that's all set up and ready to go. Um yeah. In terms of, yeah, there's all that. So our, our healing officer started working on that this week for the early bosses. And um, in the Aranog sheet for the healing assignments, they posted a giant Keck W. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like, I looked at a little bit of the damage, looked at some like at least early logs. And I'm like, I don't, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. Uh, we'll do this on the fly. Like I have like a couple of major abilities tied for some things that, that might work, but. I mean, yeah. I think we still have like one or two players, like one or two healers that are still gearing up two classes right now. So I don't know exactly what they're going to play. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's been like, I think the general, like you mentioned, like the general feeling has just been very, very chill. Like been very much like, like before we started the show, I mentioned like last night I logged in and did a little bit of stuff on the Druid, like one or two world quests, did some of the, oh, the, the PVP world quests popped again. Cause they're like, yeah. on a slight, there's two that are on a slightly different timer. Did those on the monk, uh, just for some rep, and then like logged off and played Rocket League for like two hours. And I was like, yeah, I don't, and like, I don't feel like I'm behind. I don't feel like I'm, I'm like not as geared as I could be. Um, there's a couple like, okay, I could kill some super rares to get like four or like probably like two or three more eye level, but is it worth it? I, 
probably not. <laughs> like, that's not going to be the reason we don't clear like a bunch of normal bosses. So I'm like 374 on my monk. Yeah, um, that's where my monk be, is. Which should be perfectly fine to, to walk into like normal and heroic next week. Yeah. So there was um, the, um, there was also uh, the, when the world quests refreshed on Friday. Um, so they're on a bi-weekly reset. If you remember that back from like the visions of the Zoth stuff where it would like switch halfway through the week, that's Friday evening. It's actually mm-hmm. halfway through our raid time. Uh, so nice. that was fun during Nihilotha having the corruption vendor rotate halfway through our raid night. So oh, people yeah. would want to go and like pick up the corruption that they'd been saving up for during raid. Yeah. Always, always fun. Uh, what a mess of a system. Um, <laughs> but anyway... The uh, kind of Ring of Blood equivalent for Dragonflight, which is in Onar and Plains, was dropping Titan's Trading Matrix rank 4 for a bunch of people, which is uh, 382 oh, really? gear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I got that on my monk. That was nice. Uh, I I crafted a bunch of gear for other people and was just not able to craft any for myself because I hadn't gotten any. Uh, so I finally yeah. got one for me. That was nice. Nice. Um, I gotta go and do it on my DK. Actually, now that I think about it, see if I get or unlock it. You have to do the quest line to see the world quest, and that's actually gotcha. like pro tip: go do Lore Master. You unlock a ton of extra world quests. So if you care about oh, the loot from those, or just like doing them for gold or rep or anything yeah. like that, go and do um, go and do the quests. Go and do Lore Master. And they like the world quests from that come from two sources, either direct unlocks like the one, the like Ring of Blood one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or ones just from like those quests give a ton of rep, just an absolute ton of rep. Um, and by leveling up your rep with the different factions, you unlock stuff from them. Like as you get higher rep in Dragon Scale Expedition, you unlock rock climbing world quests and you unlock um, the like photography world quests. Gotcha. And those then give you more rep with those factions as well. So it's like, uh, as you uh, get higher in rep, you, the the you get extra sources of rep. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, I think there was. Um, I think I need to go back and do that on my monk too, actually, because um, I'm a sucker for like clearing maps of world quests and like, yeah. Right now I don't have the climbing world quests. So my reps are generally pretty low, but like I yeah. need to unlock climbing world quests and and all that fun stuff. So. I was yeah. uh, trying to get, well, like I said, I needed the Tuscar rep for fishing uh, in order mm-hmm. to make feasts. So I didn't have to pay a million gold for, not literally, but, you know, a lot of gold for the frozen yeah. frozen fish. Um, and then also trying to get rep with the centaurs for leatherworking stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I don't, like, the problem is, like, enchanting and, like, alchemy, which I am. Like, I don't think there's any major recipes for alchemy but like the enchanting ones are just spread everywhere yeah like and that's like there's never like one rep i can farm for enchanting so it's more of just like i gotta do everything which which sort of sucks so so lore master like each zone is like dominated by a certain faction like if you go and you do onar and planes you're mostly getting sensar rep yeah there's a quest line there for dragon scale expedition there's a couple of quest lines for spell track and accord um i don't think there's any tuscar there but like every zone is like a mix of them yeah, um, yeah, and then every zone just has like a dominant faction. Like if you go to 
uh, Waking Shores, it's primarily Valjacan Accord and um, Dragon Scale Expedition. If you go to the uh, Azure Span, it's primarily Tuscar. Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha, yeah. No, that, that makes sense, though. Um, yeah, I guess I should go and do Loremaster. I'll go and do that. So I'm work on that tonight. I finished Azure Span. I'm like 90% done with Onaran Plains. And I just nice. haven't haven't gone back to continue working on it because I hit ten renown with the Tuscar, which is what I actually needed. So I'm going to unlock the rest slowly. Gotcha. Are you using like an add-on to like check if you've gotten everything, or are you just nope. sort of like flying around looking for stuff? Gotcha. Okay. Um, I so a lot of it is pretty easy to find some of the quests. Like mm-hmm. if you pull up your Azure Span, um, Sojourner of the Azure Span is what the achievement is called. If you pull that up there's a list of quest lines that you haven't done and some of them are like really easy to figure out where they are like there's a couple that like specifically call out camp nowhere so you just go to camp nowhere gotcha. and pick up the quest and you do them um mm-hmm. there's a couple that specifically call out like bracket hide the hollow so you go there and you do those and then there's a couple that i couldn't find that i just looked them up on wowhead and found the starter <laughs> quests yeah, um, yeah yeah so nice 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 well that's fun yeah, I um, I've done a couple. I did a couple of like the side quests in the opening zone, but I mean, yeah, I haven't gone. I haven't gone back to do like just regular quests yet. So, it'll be something I do. But I spent a lot of time actually working on. I so I'm still so now. <laughs> my adventures in alchemy, by the way, I absolutely oh hate the profession. It's, it is, it is dumb and stupid, and like I, like. At this point now, I, I am I. The way that it works for me is I do an experiment. Don't discover either a new file or potion because now I'm just trying to do both. I'm just like I just want to right. discover recipes, right? So I do one, awesome. Second one, blow up. Wait four hours. Yeah. Like there, then like wait four hours. Go back to the table. Do one. Second one, blow up. Wait four hours. Last night before I quit, this is actually the reason I stopped playing because I was so angry. <laughs> Cooldown had just come up. Was like, okay, let's discover a potion. It's gonna be awesome. Hit it, blow up on the first one after reset. So yeah. I literally spent eight hours without being able to actually like discover anything. And I'm like, I hate this. Like, yeah, that like I don't that mechanic. Like, I get why the mechanics in. It's there. I think like maybe I don't. Maybe I'm an idiot, right? Maybe I just don't know. Like, if there's a way to like circumvent the. T- I know there's a way to circumvent the um, the uh. I know there's a way to circumvent the cooldown with like a, with an item, but you get that item from the discoveries. So I don't know if there's a way right. to actually craft that item. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but I, I hate, have no idea. I hate the profession. So I. I mean, this might make you feel better. I gained one skill point this week. <laughs> okay. I mean, it doesn't because I feel bad now. But <laughs> no, it's like I. I that's, mean, I'm I'm basically capped until people start getting raid gear. Um, yeah. Until people start wanting to get rig gear crafted, I have not done. I'm in. A, I'm in this like awkward spot where like, I'm. There's a limit on the amount of knowledge points you get. Right, you can get like 18 ish per week from doing all the weeklies. All the there's like weekly treasure stuff that you can get and all this stuff. Yeah. Um. And so there's just like uh, a limit on how many points you can get. So I'm at the point where I can almost max out a second slot. Um, and um, like I could go for it and like 
for selling on in trade chat because people are buying at this point. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to do that and then turn around next week and have somebody in my raid team go, hey, I want, you know, gloves crafted. And me go, oh, I already invested all my points in, you know, helms in order to sell. Right, yeah. So I'm sitting on it um, for now. Uh, people, if you do the Spark of Ingenuity quest, which you should, they're very short, uh, you will be able to craft two raid item level pieces next or get two raid eye level pieces crafted for you using work orders mm -hmm. um the base eye level on those is 382 and that's actually like perfectly fine to do in a public order if you just want the base eye level for 382 um yeah. it's actually like once you've unlocked one of those it's actually really hard to get less than like quality three on them oh nice because it's just like you you just have a certain level of knowledge spent so you just get kind of rank three for free basically um yeah. but going above that is hard yeah i need to yeah invest a little bit more yeah. um for those interesting yeah no it's um i have not like that's the one thing i actually need to do some research on is like the crafting for next week for exactly what i'd want to craft um particularly as a healer like we're we're not gonna get any loot anyway for a couple weeks now that yeah the master loot's back, which I mean, I don't, it doesn't matter to me, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, um, yeah, the professions, man, I just, I uh, just said alchemy, like the whole discovery, like, it's just not like, I wish it was more deterministic or like the whole random blow up thing, I think wouldn't be as bad if like it wasn't random. Cause like, I went on a tear like what was it probably like Wednesday night? I think I I I just I went like probably nine discoveries in a row. Yeah. I was like just like just trucking through them. It was great. And then now, like since those nine, I've not had more than maybe three before it before it blows up again. It's just like, oh. And yeah. then yeah, last night's back to back. I was like, you gotta be this game is so dumb. <laughs> oh uh. so the word the mass have been at well in a while, uh, I'll say. So that's good. Um but no, it's been it's been it's been cool. It's been a it's been a cool like we said, super chill, you know, second week week two, um, going back through Mythic Zeros again. Um, that was fun. Um, everybody knew what to do, sort of like not as not as unknown, not um, as messy as week one. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the end of third boss or final boss of Ruby life pool is still terrible, still like awful, but um, but everything else is pretty. Yeah, pretty okay. Pretty yep. okay. Um, no. Speaking of actually like rep and doing lore master, there's a couple of things from this week. Um, there's a hotfix that hit, I think, yesterday or Friday that increased the number of quests that you can have in your quest log at once to 35. Yep. So that's plus 10. It's kind of nice. Um, I personally that's didn't find it that necessary once I dropped all of my Shadowlands quests. But if you don't want to do that, this will help you. Yep. Um, and then I don't know if this is a, uh, new thing or just like a tip, but once you hit a certain rep with dragon scale expedition, uh, oh. there are flags at high points all throughout, uh, the dragon isles. They give 250 rep a piece and they're like actually really easy. You, when you fly close to them, they pop up on, on your map. Wowhead mm -hmm. has coordinates for them all. There's, uh, probably three levels. No, not quite three levels. Uh, like so two levels like of renown 
Yeah, it's like 5,000 total rep if you collect all right. the flags. So um, that's two levels, basically, yeah. Yeah, so nice little renown bump. And this is the kind of thing I was saying where, like, as you get more renown, you get more ways to get more renown. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, do that lore master to get that initial bump of renown to unlock more ways to get renown. And then yeah, get to those get to those later unlocks. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, and then I, I guess there's a maybe a, a couple of other things that have come out over the past week. Um, the big one, which is more maybe businessy and not as fun in terms of in-game stuff, but um, if you guys weren't aware, Microsoft uh, had uh, entered into agreement to purchase Activision Blizzard. Um, yeah. Uh, like last year, earlier this year, sorry. Um, for a lot of money, like, what is it, like 60 or $70 billion, or $69 billion. Uh, sorry, a a small country's GDP worth of money. <laughs> yeah, like an absolute ton of money. And um, so that's been going on. And like, with if you're not familiar, any large merger like this requires a bunch of not only just the two companies agreeing to it, but then also, in many cases, the governments agreeing to it. Um, and so Microsoft being Microsoft is very... Very, has a very long storied history with antitrust <laughs> litigation. Right. Um, we found out this week that the FTC here in the US, so the Federal Trade Commission, uh, which is sort of the federal body that governs all of this stuff, has sued to block the merger. Um, so they basically approved this week to file a suit to block the merger uh, between Microsoft and uh, Activision Blizzard. Um, just from like my understanding and sort of following this a little bit is like this isn't the end of the merger. This is just sort of a roadblock in yeah. Activ- Microsoft and Activision getting done. Um, what what the FTC had done is they had actually um, collected responses from other industry leaders, so like Sony and um, yeah. Epic and and other sort of just game companies to like get their feedback on what they thought of the merger. Um, if you want to get some some drama, the Sony response is hilarious. Um, because they literally called out things that they do as like what they think Microsoft's going to do. Right. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was, wasn't the best response, but no, the FTC is suing to stop it. This will go to some sort of court, um, here in the U S at least. And then, um, and then, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think a lot of the preliminary, like just sort of general opinions I've read, um, say that like, they don't think this will stop the merger, at least here in the U S. I Um, Yeah. But, uh, but Europe is still sort of going through their thing so the eu still has to approve this also and right i think think they have like something like eight or nine different countries actually have to approve the merger which is which is always fun that Um, sounds like an enormous pain yeah um yeah i i think at least from the the u.s side what is most likely to happen is that the merger goes through with some stipulations on like exclusive exclusivity of games and um kind of vertical integration kind of things Mm-hmm. Which are usually the when they're looking at mergers, they are when you look at something like the cable mergers that happened. They right. added stipulations on like you have to do this and that. You have to like provide service to these areas at at least this quality level. Um, and it did an extremely poor job of like making sure that actually happened. But that mm-hmm. is neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that's what is most likely to happen in the U.S. Yeah. Plus, like, kind of a the big the big contentious point, as funnily enough, is the Call of Duty franchise. And Microsoft came out and said they 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 basically made a public ten year commitment to continue to bring Call of Duty to the Nintendo consoles, but 
not to Sony consoles, which is which sort is of hilarious. A, just a little bit of a shot across the bra- bow to, to old Sony, um, which is funny because Sony in Sony the is whole like gaming the... space is is like almost even with like I think with the merger, Microsoft only makes it to number two uh, in terms of like actual like revenue from a yearly basis. Sony makes like billions and yeah. billions of dollars from PlayStation and and all that fun stuff. So so the if you rank each company to buy what how many exclusives and how many major exclusives they have like nintendo is number one yeah because you have stuff like pokemon zelda all the mario games all of that stuff is just all nintendo and only Mm -hmm. nintendo uh and then sony's number two by like a mile over microsoft just a a lot of the microsoft ones or the the xbox games either aren't platform exclusive in any meaningful way Mm-hmm. or have very brief exclusivity um in part because they're also pc games um right. that's like one of the things that microsoft has done for a long time is that they do like xbox and pc exclusive and then like three months later it comes out for the playstation yeah yeah so i mean it's it's not yeah it shouldn't i don't i don't know we'll see i don't foresee this being a huge issue but um yeah, we'll see how the once the government gets involved, anything can happen. And of course, the FTC suing it just means they typically want to take a closer look, figure out yeah. what's actually going to go on, and then yeah, yeah. No one seems too concerned just yet about this falling through, but it's still early, so yeah. we shall see. A um, couple other quick things before we get into, I think the the meat of today's talk, which we actually never talked about, but it was I think we're going to talk about the raid a little bit, and then a lot of the upcoming tank changes. Yeah. Um, but before we get there, one final thing. <clears throat> Excuse me um double agent who if you're not familiar with is a neutral pacifist pandaren monk uh i actually don't know if they're a monk um i forget what class they actually are i think they were Um, a shaman are they are they a pandaren shaman that's hilarious um probably for ghost wolf i'll be completely honest with you yeah Yeah. um but they're 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 a neutral uh they never picked a faction they sort of are stuck on the wandering isle um, and they are famous for leveling to max level, uh, just through gathering. And so, um, yeah, so double agent hit 70, um, first neutral player to hit 70, just from, just from gathering materials from that aisle, which is so funny. Um, this person is dedicated cause it, they've done it every expansion, I think since yeah. MOP, which is, which I find hilarious. So it's, it's awesome. It's also funny. So if you look at the Reddit thread for this, um, somebody went, oh, this is easy now because of all the pet battle XP. So they just like do the pet battle dailies and then they hit 70, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Double Agent themselves came into the thread and it was like, that works great. I would have hit level 72 months from now. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how long you have to have to do in order to hit 70 just from the dailies. So it was a lot of gathering um, still. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, which is, I, I find this, I find this type of stuff in game pretty funny or just pretty cool. Like some, somebody like that dedicated to, to this is, uh, to, uh, it's dedicated to this sort of, you know, continuing to like level up each, each expansion. I think previous to this, everybody sort of always asked about this guy. Um, yeah. If you, uh, if you're familiar with him, so, yeah. um, but yeah, no, I think that it was a light week in terms of in terms of actual changes. I mean, or actual sort of news. Um, I think the one thing we probably won't talk about today, which I, I don't think affects everybody too much, is that there was a handful of 
um, like instance changes or hotfixes um, for like yeah. some of the specific instances. Many of them actually reducing some of the damage. Um, and so speaking to the mythic uh, zeros and in, in, in the mythic dungeons, right? Um, so yeah, so a couple of changes in that area, but but nothing too nothing too crazy. So. Um, yeah. So cool. Well, um, let's get into some of like the big topics, maybe. Uh, yeah. Do you want to hit tank changes first? Or you want to hit raid stuff first? Uh, let's hit tank changes first, because I'm honestly all I know is that like I just know from Twitter what those are, so I know nothing about that. What actually happened? So all right. So there's two things here, and I'm going to start off with the easy one. The easy one is that they took away the 10% damage reduction aura that they had given to all tanks in patch 9.0.5. Um, as part of the hotfix that, you know, fixed the Demon Hunter magic damage conduit. They gave all the, they were like, tanks are too squishy, we're going to give you all 10% DR. Mm -hmm. And that, that went a long way. That made things better. Um, they took that away. All the tanks, uh, lost it. Except, there's more. Ooh. Um, so, for Vengeance Demon Hunter, they get a nerf from a nerf to Havoc Demon Hunter that's intended to reduce Havoc's self-sustain in PvP. Gotcha. So they're kind of getting nerfed for not even their spec in PvP, for the other spec in PvP. Gotcha. Which has got to feel great. So they actually, most specs are getting effectively like a 10% nerf. Demon uh -huh. Hunters are getting a 12% nerf. Jesus. Okay. Um, so that's fun. Uh, and then Warriors. Warriors nerf is split across two things. Um, they have Vanguard, which is their passive. It gives them armor and all, all of that stuff. It also had a 5% damage reduction baked in. They removed the 5% damage reduction. Then they also nerfed defensive stance by 5%. It was 15%, or it was 20%, now it's 15%. Mm -hmm. The catch is you don't just sit in defensive stance all the time. <laughs> I heard I saw this. This is not classic. You don't just sit in D stance. Um, so in practice, warriors in a lot of scenarios have a 5% uh, damage reduction. Not a 10%. So they got, they are not only still the tankiest, they got yeah. nerfed by less than other tanks. That's fine. Now, that's that's fair. Um, defensive stance, like if you really are caring about the damage reduction on your tank, like how tanky you are, uh -huh. you will be playing a good chunk of the time in defensive stance. I'm not familiar with the exact mechanics of it. I don't think you can. I'm not sure if you can get 100% uptime on it now. If it's an actual like true stance or if it's a cooldown, I don't remember. Yeah. I have not leveled my warrior. Um, so if you are doing things at the level where you do need to care about that extra DR, it is the same kind of nerf as it is for the other tanks. But, you know, in raid, they already weren't going to be sitting in D-stance the whole time. Right, yeah. So for a lot of the raid, they just have 5% less of a nerf than other tanks. Same thing in, like, weekly kind of keys. Um, other tanks ate twice as much of a nerf as, as warriors who weren't going to be sitting in D-stance the whole time anyway. Um, so that's a lot of fun. That's um, so, and warrior, I mean, just so we're on the same page, like warriors are, are generally considered to be the best tank, like the best yes. tank right now. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes, that's so, correct. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, now 
for the slightly more complicated piece, these nerfs are preceded by a nice big paragraph on their reasoning for doing these changes. I'm going to pull it up on stream, but honestly, you don't need to read it. Um, the the short version, actually, I am going to read bits of it. Um, so they say, in general, we found that the new talent trees have introduced a lot of power across all classes and specializations. That is true. Talents yeah. that were once exclusive uh, can now be equipped at the same time. Through our recent testing, we've determined that damage done to tanks needs to be increased. While we're thrilled that players are enjoying playing tanks in Dragonflight and want their role to be healthy, there are some negative effects that come from tanks being too strong and that we want to avoid. And they call out specifically like tanks oh, being so the dumb. last person to die and just like soloing the rest of a pack. Which is, you know, fair. That That is a thing that happens and if your entire group dies and the pack is at like 50% and the tank just finishes it. That's bad. It feels bad for everybody else in the group. And I understand that the problem is there are two specs that could do that. Warrior protection, warrior and blood decay. Blood decay has always been kind of the one that if anybody can do it, a blood decay can, because right. that's, that's their thing. Massive self-healing is their thing. Um, and a deep cooldown pool. Like they've got they've got a lot going for them in that scenario. Right. Prot Warrior is just busted. So, like, of course, Prot Warrior can do it. Uh right. Brewmaster couldn't. I have no idea. I don't think Vengeance. Vengeance kind of could. It involved kiting. Guardian Druid, I don't think they really could unless you're like kiting and then like shifting out to regrowth yourself and things like that. So you like you could, but it's a lot harder. Right, right, right. But like monks can't. Paladins maybe also could because also a lot of healing, but I feel like that's a lot more of a stretch than blood decay. Yeah. Yeah, um, no. Oh, sorry. So it's just like, it feels like they took away this DR passive from everybody to fix a problem with two specs and then also didn't fix the problem for one of the specs because they ate half the nerf. Mm -hmm. And also, probably also didn't fix it for the other one. That's fucked. Yeah. So, no. Oh, sorry. Uh, it, sorry. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I mean, like, I read. I read through this. Like I said, I read the some of the Twitter comments, and yeah, I mean, having the the whole like the nerf part of it is is fun. But like the the comment that got to me was that like we want healers to play a key role in keeping tanks alive. Like, no healer likes only healing tanks like no healer yeah. enjoys like that part of the gameplay loop like if anything it sort of disrupts like what a lot of classes want to do um and they say like tanks should be able to easily sell a large portion of encounters after the rest of the group has died and like that is not an issue with tanks right like the solo part is but like why is the group dead and the tank isn't right and like that could be because you just have a bunch of random unavoidable damage that goes out and like there's like mobs at the start of Oldamon that just like randomly throw things at the rain that hails, the rain of yeah stone rain whatever it's called yeah and it's just like that's not a tank thing like the like tanks could never you should never have to you could never heal tanks and if you still lose group members that stuff like that's more of like an encounter thing than like yeah uh, tanks being too too uh too powerful so and like, yeah I mean okay. I, I'm sorry Prot Warrior is too good right yeah Prot Warrior is too good um compared to everything else it's too good. Mm -hmm. Blood decay. I mean, I don't. 
either blood decay is either bad or it's capable of living for a long time after its group members die and there's very little in between yeah just by the design of the spec its primary mitigation is death strike so if you have death strike and defensive cooldowns you can just live until your defensive cooldowns run out pretty much right yeah and with four defensive cooldowns you can live for a while (laughs) yeah exactly and this doesn't really change that all this does is you know kick like brewmaster while it's down and (laughs) these these kind of second tier and third tier specs yeah just kind of get worse so i mean this this mostly reinforces prot warriors um you know role as the best mythic plus tank for season one yeah 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 it's just uh, i don't know what they're thinking sometimes in terms like this is like one of those things where it's like i don't know why they are like why they'd make sort of an overall change like this i get maybe it's based on the data and like but i mean i don't get it like this is not what as a non-tank i don't want this and i'm pretty sure tanks don't want to be dependent on their healers to like ensure they don't die right it's it's so like so brewmaster kind of we've been quietly asking for buffs because it's it's not that bad Uh but it's categorically one of the worst tanks yeah it's not unplayable you can definitely play it in raid it's one of the ones that i am prepping for raid because i intend to have it ready to play Uh um but like it's not going to be number one for pushing keys it's probably not going to be number one for for uh raid like Mm -hmm. its spot in raid depends primarily again on whether they're bringing Mistweavers and Windwalkers. And if they're not, then they bring a Brewmaster. And that's just kind of how it goes for world first comps. Yeah. Um, but for the rest of us, like you're fine to play Brewmaster. Um, Brewmaster's weaknesses are way, way, way more pronounced in Mythic Plus than in Raids. Raids, you're fine. Um, but... Man, it feels really bad to go from like last week where we got the like halfway buffed, like buffing our stamina, which then nerfed Gift of the Ox. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's a net buff. It's fine. Yeah. To go from that to, oh, 10% more damage taken. That's, that's absolutely crazy. Like, yeah, like I, like I said, that's absolutely crazy. That's like the blanket nerf they did. And I didn't even realize the, 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 the warrior thing, the fact that they like, yeah, only like nerf defensive stance when like, yeah, I mean, I don't know how often you're actually in defensive defensive stance as a warrior, right? Like you can yeah. do most things from like battle stance, which would be preferred to do a little bit more. You can damage. do everything from battle stance. There are no stance limitations on abilities for warriors. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm actually pulling up that talent now because I don't remember. I should have done this before the show, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, defensive stance lasts until canceled. So it is permanent. Gotcha. Um, but it's also like like ye old defensive stance reduces your damage done by 10%. So uh, you really are incentivized to not be in that if you could avoid it, which yeah. a lot of people can. So yeah, yeah I don't know. It's really annoying. And it, it I'm not surprised that they zeroed out this aura. I am surprised that it took this long for them to zero it out. Um, this is kind of like yeah. they have the spec auras that they zero out at the start of every expansion where like, you know, your spec has a plus 20% to all damage, you know, that it, it has as part of its aura. They 
bake that into the spell damage and then rebalance everything um, and zero out the aura so that things don't get too crazy. Um, gotcha. I, I'm a little bit surprised that this wasn't done at that point and then I could balance things from there, uh-huh. um, especially with there being differences in the aura um, where like for Vengeance, it was a talent. For Warrior, it was only 5%. Yeah. So like... That feels like a great place to like zero it all out and start from start fresh and rebalance that. But um, honestly, it was probably a victim of their release date. Yeah, yeah, it's not not enough runway, not enough time. Yeah, because they, they would have had a lot of this information already, so it would have been nice to see like they were just going to do a blanket nerf, blanket change. I will say maybe not nerf. Well, yeah, just the reduction in power. Um, yeah, they. I feel like they could have done this earlier too. Yeah, um, so all of these changes come in on the weekly reset this coming week. So that's the 13th for North America, uh, 14th for Europe, 15th for Asia. Yeah. So none of them are in yet. Um, but honestly, you're probably not going to notice the difference uh, because you're going to be going into Mythic Plus and Raid, none of, neither of which you have any experience with, really, with yeah. the current tuning, unless you've been playing on beta. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and beta's been down, I think, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, the past couple of days. So, yeah, no. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll see how these late, these sort of maybe shake up tank meta for for the raid. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it sucks to see large scale changes like this so close to release, I'll say. Yeah. I like raid release at least. It is. So. Uh, the one saving grace is that it is a fairly equal change aside from Prot Warrior. So, like, it's not really shifting the meta in any meaningful way. Like, it accentuated Prot Warrior being better than everyone else. Gotcha. But it's not, like, it's not making a difference between, like, Brewmaster versus Protection Paladin or Blood Decay or Druid. You know, like, right, those right, four right. are all got the same exact nerf. Um, they did not change relative to each other. Demon Hunter is slightly worse than the rest because of the Havoc nerf. And, mm-hmm. um, and, warrior slightly less than the rest yeah well more than slightly a lot less than the rest yeah yeah gosh yeah and then there were so anything more on the tank changes there was, a, there was a couple other class changes were also coming in this reset but not really okay yeah because they, they did the big they did the big post on tanks and then within the same post there were a number of other like dps changes nothing to monk Monk sort of, at least Windwalker and Miss Weaver escaped sort of any nerfs or any changes, we'll say, um, in terms of damage spec stuff. And then, yeah, there were no healer changes actually across the board, just damage and tank, damage dealer and tanks. This this, uh, this reset. So we'll see what that means um, going into into Tuesday, uh, like what healers are where and, and how that all works out. So, cool. excuse me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe we can. Maybe that's a a, a neat little segue into the raid. Um, yeah. And so go a little bit of that. So yeah, so the raid does come out this Tuesday. Um, all three. Because there's not an LFR wing, right? So it's all three um, difficulties are open. So you can do normal, heroic, mythic, same day. That reset or whenever your reset is. Um, yeah. So in the U.S., you know, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, or maybe it's 11. Anyway, it's in the morning. I don't remember. Yep. Um, Assuming the but, servers are up in time. That's true. 
Um, but yeah, the the raid is upon us, and and along with that mythic plus too. But maybe we'll focus this on a little bit more on the raid. And if you have some mythic plus stuff, we can talk about it. But um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a vault of the incarnates. It's what eight bosses? Yeah, it's eight like bosses. Um, the raid is structured into basically three wings. Um, two wings open up immediately after you kill the first boss. One wing then opens up after you clear the other two wings, and that wing has the final two bosses. Gotcha. Okay. So um, kind of what you do is you kill Aranog, then you have the option to either go to the Primal Council, or you can go to uh, Taros or Sanarth, who are part of uh, the same wing. So there's like gotcha. Taros, Sanarth, and Kurag Grimtotem are one wing, Primal Council and Dathea Ascended are the other wing. Mm-hmm. And then once you kill all of those, you get to go and do Diurna, uh, Broodkeeper Diurna, and then Rajageth. Rajageth! Yeah! Um, so, I will say I have no idea what Rajageth does. Absolutely none. I have not looked. Yeah. I have barely looked at the dungeon journal for the boss. Um, like <laughs> I, I have read some of the abilities, but like we didn't do Wipefest stuff for it because there's no logs. We right. didn't do... Um, I'm, we're not planning to cover it tonight when we as a guild go over strategy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. One of the perks of being a weekend team, right? We like can just let people kill it on Tuesday. Oh God, it's the worst part about Tuesday. Um, so we're we're going to be able to not only like, it, it's not going to come down to whether like the world first guilds knock it out before our raid time on Tuesday because we don't raid on Tuesday. Right, yeah. So we're going to get to see uh, heroic progression for everybody and then, you know, that's just going to make everything infinitely easier for us. We can just pull up kill VODs, ideally, uh, as long as it's not like a Sylvanas or Jailer situation. Um, pull up yeah. kill VODs for, um, for Rajageth. I do all of our prep with, like, actual VODs and logs to go along with the Dungeon Journal, oh, which is, nice. like, the best way to do prep, by the way. If you're, like, wanting to learn these bosses, I recommend doing things in like this order first watch a video of somebody killing it or getting close to killing it yeah. you know not every boss got killed on ptr but most of them did um even on mythic actually mm-hmm. uh and then to find a log of it and go through that together with the dungeon journal and if you ever get confused go back to the video and watch the video gotcha. it is just so much easier to understand what's going on if you get to see it yeah yeah which is why like I don't know about you guys, but most of the most of the stuff that we link is video guides or like video uh, videos of the fights because yeah, people reading like it, there's so much to interpret and like when the guide says one thing, you it could mean something different. So yeah, um, we I posted um, like text notes of all the bosses, well most of the bosses this morning um, for people in advance of our little like get together to go over strats. Nice. Did not post video guides because there's not a lot of correct ones yet. A bunch of people jumped the gun and made video guides. Ready check or ready ready what is it? Ready check ready, ready check pull. Ready check pull. Um those ones just came out and I haven't looked at them yet. So they may yeah. be correct, but the the only reason I said it is because they just came out and therefore have like the latest, <laughs> the latest. changes. Because a bunch of them got a bunch of changes after beta testing. Um like beta yeah. testing ended on the raid at the first week of November. And there's a bunch of uh, spell data changes in the that you can see on Wowhead that happened 
um, in the weeks after that. So um, there's a lot of changes, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't realize there was that many changes. I mean, I, to be completely honest with you, I, I just started my prep this week. So it's like I didn't yeah. I haven't really read anything earlier. I didn't. The raid testing is always tough for me to do um, just because I have a job that doesn't allow me to, to sort of raid test during the day. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I'm I'm actually getting getting excited for for the rate for the both the race and to just get back into raiding. Like, I think yeah. that's sort of the like to me, raiding still is the the best part of world of warcraft like it's the it's always the the fun stuff it's always the um like with your guild sort of hanging out doing pve stuff it's uh yeah no, i'm a i'm a huge fan of of the of rating in general so um but yeah it'll be it'll be fun to jump into this it's a shorter rate what eight bosses we said right yeah um any i guess maybe this is so i had a couple of notes about like what we could what we could see like or talk about here but like any any coolish looking bosses? Um, so I guess the little bit I've read from the Rajageth Encounter Journal looks really cool. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the rest of it, so I don't think I can kind of list that one because I have no idea. <laughs> um, it could be That's a complete fair. mess. That's true. That is true. Um, there are like two gimmick fights this tier, pretty much. Um. <laughs> They are Sanarth, which is the frost spider one that yep. like has the like sliding around on ice is the main mechanic or one of the main mechanics. And you, 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 you go up and you go up the stairs. Yes. Which, which by the way, what happens when you change levels? Automatic. Oh no, it's fall through a floor. Okay, it's fall through a floor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, specifically fall. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be a terrible fight. Um, okay. Continue. Um, Slidey ice mechanic. <laughs> Uh, and so the other gimmick fight is Dithea Ascended, which the gimmick there is like a shit ton of knockbacks. Um, yeah. it's a wind boss. The wind pushes you around. That's pretty much like the, the conceit of the fight. And Dithea, I'm concerned about. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't think that that one is going to be one of the S tier bosses of the rate, at least on Mythic. We'll see. The reason for that is that, especially on myth, so it's kind of like this Zymox kind of fight. Um, if you think about Sepulchre's Zymox, where you had the platforms that you sent people to and they killed ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do that on Dathea. The way you do that is an ad spawns on the main platform. You kill that ad and it knocks you over to the other platform. Oh, and then you kill an okay, ad there okay, and that yeah, knocks yeah. you back to the main platform. If it catches, um, the tank mechanic also knocks you back. And I mentioned this when I when we were going over stuff for raid testing as well. So you have yeah. this thing where depending on your DPS on the ad, the knockback from the ad changes in time and could overlap with the tank mechanic. Yeah, yeah. So at least for me as a tank, that sounds awful. Yeah. And I know for other people playing, like I can't imagine being a pug and just having your tank die because they get double knocked and having to try and explain to somebody that's not yeah. tanking that it, it happens because of when they're killing the ad. Um, uh, okay. The ad timers are a lot more consistent on heroic than on mythic because on mythic, you do a different thing to spawn them. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're more variable. Uh, so it's going to be even more like out of control. 
Um, I actually think I'm playing Blood Decay on that fight because Death's Advance <laughs> lets you immune it. So, nice. Um, regardless of what I play on the other Blood seven DK bosses, is... I think Blood Decay is the is is what I'm doing on that one because Death's Advance just trivializes that difficulty. Yeah, um, yeah. You can do Seems... things with Transcendence as well, but it's harder. Uh, gotcha. It's not as good. Okay. 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 Yeah. No. It's uh. It um. Yeah, that that win the not the win boss, but at least the Sanarth boss. I uh, that was one of the bosses I was just watching um, the ready check pull stuff for earlier today, um, right before the podcast. And yeah, like the going up platforms, the ice stuff. It seemed seemed pretty cool. Seemed not too bad. Um, yeah. The count the council boss doesn't seem terrible. The council uh, boss is way better than prototype pantheon. Like yeah. prototype pantheon was. Uh, a mechanic vomit boss and we talked about that and it's kind of yeah. why it's so it was a mechanic vomit boss yeah um the the primal council is actually not despite having four bosses there's only really like four mechanics that you have to care about there's one per boss oh nice 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 and it's the interactions between those that you have to care about which is actually kind of neat oh. and i'm curious to see how it plays out it could mm-hmm. end up being really good um, there's a lot that depends on the timings of those abilities. So there's four, there's earth pillars that spawn. Then you can break those earth pillars with lava pools. Oh, okay. Okay. Lava pools like it, but you need the earth pillars to ground yourself and get rid of a lightning debuff. Okay. Lot, and you need the lava pools to remove the, um, to keep from getting frozen by the blizzard. So there's the four elements and they all interact with each other. In little ways and sometimes big ways. And uh, the other thing is, Earth Pillars do pulsing damage to the raid while they're alive. On yeah, so you always, you always so want you, to at least clear all but one, right? So you have one in reserve or whatever, or you want to clear? You want to clear, you want to keep, I think, a couple alive because um, the yeah. lightning debuff spreads. Uh, if you touch somebody else, you give it to oh, them and you both have it. Right. It's not like Lords of Dread where it like transfers, it duplicates. Yeah. Um, so it's it's contagious. So having it all only one pillar makes it harder to like get in, clear your buff, and get out without picking another one up on the way out. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. So um, it could be pretty good. Uh, one of the things that people tried on beta that was really inconsistent because the beta servers were laggy is actually just stacking the raid on the earth pillars so that they instantly clear the okay. lightning debuff. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be a strat that they want to work, but it might be the price that gets paid in order to have the rest of the lightning debuff like feel like a good mechanic. <laughs> um, Instead of, yeah, just awful. So, yeah, it, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like I think the fight that I am looking forward to the most is probably... Um, Taros, which is one of the early bosses. This is potentially yeah. boss number two, but this is this is the big rock golem boss. It sits, sits in the center. It doesn't. It move sits in the center. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is it like borrows a bunch of mechanics uh, from other bosses that I like in kind of interesting ways. Well, most of them I like. One of them I don't. <laughs> um, but it, it brings together um, the tank beam mechanic from Halandris where you have this tank beam and you have to use it to remove things from the fight. Okay, cool. Um, like that. And there's a raid soak that goes out that when it goes off spawns earth pillars. Those are the things that you have to break. Um, okay. 
And um, when you do it, they have kind of this like glacial spike thing from Kel'Thuzad where they apply a dot to the raid. So it's very, it's a, it, at the same time, like similar to Halandris where you're, you're using this tank beam to break the things and you have to like do pretty mm-hmm. good positioning to hit them correctly, but also different. Because in Holandris, you just had to break the shield. It didn't matter. There was no risk right. of like breaking too many shields and blowing up the raid. But here, um, you don't want to apply six stacks of the dot from breaking a pillar to the raid at once. No, you no, want no, to do no, like no. three. Yeah. So um, there's a, a, a fun little element of finessing that tank beam to hit exactly three pillars. And you get the next one and you do the other three pillars. Um, and then you do your tank swap and they get to do it. Gotcha. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, probably the most. Um, and we'll see again. Like, I don't know anything about Rush again. So it, it, that could be like the the boss that everybody looks forward to doing. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Um... Yeah, I have not done as much extensive research as you all say, though. Like, other than watching it, like I said, like a handful of videos, I think that's where I'm at. I mean, Taros didn't seem that interesting to me just based on the video, but I can see, like, based on your description, how that could get that could get cool. Um, Sinarth, I think, is just the fun boss. It just look like I'm assuming it. There's like two ways the mechanic goes. It's either going to be fun and people find it enjoyable, or it's going to be awful to, to interact yeah. with or to use. And yeah. I think. And I think. Yeah. I think Taros is more of like a, this is going to be fun for me as a tank kind of thing because there's yeah. not that much else for other people to do. Yeah. Um, whereas Sonorth has stuff for everybody to do, but not as much for the tanks to do. Yeah. Um, so Sonarth is another one. Like, I think it's going to depend a whole lot on how the mechanic, like the ice mechanic ends up feeling once we actually feel it on live and not on like mm-hmm. beta servers. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be it will be cool to see how that how that sort of how that sort of plays out. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, then of course there's the the final two bosses. Did they ever test the final two on heroic? They tested Diurna. They did not test Rajagath. So nobody outside of Blizzard has seen Rajagath at all. I wonder. Yes, I was uh, I was reading that there's there's actually a little lore spoiler, but not that big of one. That there's four primal element dragon yeah. or proto drakes or whatever yeah and um, one of the mechanics of the rajagath fight is she breaks one out of his prison yeah which is going to be so i'm assuming that there'll be like more proto drakes coming out of that which is which will be oh god i hope that i don't know i hope rajagath is fun i hope like regardless of how the other fights go like as long as the final boss or raid i think is interesting or air cool like i think the raid itself can be will be fine right because that's all you care yeah. about um, but yeah, no, I think that's sort of, um, I guess like in terms of, I guess you, you mentioned this, but in terms of like raid planning for you guys, you're basically going to see how the, how the week goes and make the determination if you're doing normal or heroic first, or I guess maybe jump we right. Are, into we are doing, we have an optional heroic that we're doing or optional normal. I should, we're definitely doing right. heroic in main raid. We're doing an optional normal, um, on another night and Mythic Plus, just like if you do between key level 10 and key level 15, you're getting yeah. normal level gear. Um, gotcha. There's yeah. a, and it's like people are probably not farming 15s before our raid night, mm-hmm. but they can probably farm 10s. 
So it's not a big deal if people don't make it to the normal run. So we were just like, get eye level, whatever way you want to. We're doing normal on this night. Um, come mm-hmm. if you want, kind of thing. Nice. nice. Um, and then heroic and main raid. I think yeah. heroic is first. But the specifics of like how many heroic bosses versus and then like when do we go and kill some mythic bosses is going to depend a lot on tuning. Yeah, yeah. Because like it may be that Aranog, Taros, and Sinarth are just completely free, and so maybe we do like the first seven heroic, and then go mm-hmm. do those, and then come back and do uh, Rajageth. Or it might be that like all of heroic is just completely free, so we just like clear <laughs> heroic and then go do mythic. Keep going, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're interesting to see because, like, um, for for us, like, because we raid on Tuesdays, like, we're we have to make the determination going into the week, and yeah. like, I think we are like we've done this in the past. Like, I don't know the final decision, but we will probably start with normal. That's um, the other team in my guild is doing that as well. They raid Tuesday, Wednesday, so they're yeah. doing normal first, and I think that's correct if you raid Tuesday, Wednesday. But because we have three days where people can just like do keys in their free time, yeah. do normal with us or with somebody else, like I I I had pushed for us to do normal in main raid mm-hmm. um, because I think it is like the most fair to players kind of thing, like right. where they don't need to figure out getting it outside of main raid hours if they can't come to the one that we're just like doing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time the only thing that matters from raid at on, at the normal eye level is the tier tokens right yeah 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 so yeah well i'll we'll have to see how it goes i mean I, i'm a, i'm assuming we'll see a bunch of bugs and tuning come out like i mean what was it sanctum dropped with huntsman doing mythic level damage that scaled up yeah, Castle uh, on yeah yeah. Or sorry, Nathria on uh on the first night, like with Kevin a dot that does 30k a tick and you're yeah. in like in super normal. low item level. <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah, we'll 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 definitely see how the instance sort of plays out bug wise. But um, but yeah, I mean we're I think that'll be our plan. And then like typically our raid group will do flex content after Wednesday. So or sorry, after our Thursday raid, um, where we basically like if we get enough people on, we'll go in and clear anything that we can in the normal and heroic thing. I hope we get a mythic boss or two. Um, you, with yeah. the vault is two, right? You need at least two kills. It's two. So yeah. if if there's three mythic bosses that are just like free, we could get yeah. everybody in the raid team uh, to vault slot or a vault slot that's mythic. Um, and that's just like if you have more than twenty people, you need three bosses uh, because you can only have twenty at once. So you do the you do like fifteen the same between two and then fifteen the same between the other two and then you get every all like twenty five yeah. there there are two slots. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be yeah, that might be the one sort of thing we we'd probably take a look at on Thursday, right? Or even if some of the early stuff comes out, if the rate comes up early on Tuesday, we can we can check it out. But um but yeah, I mean that's I, I'm I think that'll be our at least initial clear plan for for the raid for sure um um yeah i mean i uh, i maybe i guess sort of just sort of another couple of topics is of course the large world first guilds have all announced their race for world first events yeah um so we've got you know echo doing their event partnering again with bddg shout out to the homies bddg love those guys um and then so 
Uh, Method's got, or sorry, Echo's got theirs. We've got the Liquid stuff. They're all setting up in LA um, for their race forward first broadcast. And hopefully then, less uh, uh, less problems than their Boston setup. Yes, let's let's hope so. It's in it's actually in Liquid's brand new facility. Uh, okay, there, so that um, sounds honestly that would freak me out. Brand new facility. <laughs> oh man, you don't know what problems they're gonna have. At least like when you go to an existing facility, right? Yeah, you know. Oh, we've had these problems, and you know, okay, we gotta be ready to deal with those problems. Yeah. Brand new facility, you don't know if like the network is gonna be fine, except for this one room where it's gonna be a complete lag fiesta because somebody like did a bad job installing the Ethernet. Like, yeah, you don't know if the lights are gonna just like shut off. <laughs> it's true. That's true. It's so that'll be interesting. Fucking new. It look it looks cool though. It looks cool. Uh and they to be honest with you, they've they've had it open since I think September. So oh, people okay. have been so, at least working there. It's okay. like well, it's brand new in the context of like it was open in the last couple of months. But okay. Okay. um okay. people have been working there. They've I think a couple of the like content creators have streamed from there previous to this stuff. Yeah. So I, they've done I a guess couple of things, but I would be uncomfortable being the first one to like do a big yeah. event there. I think this is still the first big event there. So okay. there's still yeah, there's still that that aspect cool. of it. Um, but yeah, at least so they, like, it sounds like they have done some tests of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got they've had some like folks working and and doing some other smaller stuff. I think a couple other teams have practiced there. Like their other esports teams have practiced at the facility too. So yeah, um, but okay. yeah, that'll be cool. Um, I'm just a huge in general liquid fan. So not of the raid team, but of the overall organization. Um, going back to my SC or Starcraft one days, brood war days when that was the only way to get information on Korea was to go to the team liquid or not. Yeah. The team liquid forms um, where you could talk about Starcraft. Anyway, excited about that. And then of course method is doing their event. Um, so method is back sans sco, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. down. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Step down. Yeah. So he's, still, he's, I think he's it, just management now. Yeah, not even really involved. I even thinking like the planning or like the the actual like game itself, like the the raid itself. Maybe a little bit, but yeah, definitely more on the management side. It was just the org, the method org. Um, and yeah, so these events. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it, but like I typically gravitate towards the the liquid one, um, only because I find their inter group dynamics more enjoyable. I guess is the mm. way to say it. Like they just seem like. A bunch of people who not that echo aren't friends but i think it's probably a cultural thing here where it's like just the the limit guys or or sorry liquid uh folks just seem like friends right even if they aren't actually friends it's a lot more a lot more banter a lot more sort of like joking around and like echo is definitely i think a little bit more focused but um which has helped so yeah i think um you know, in Sepulcher, I started off watching a lot more of the Liquid streams, and some of that was just because of the times that I was trying to watch, right? The yeah. EU schedule is different, and I was doing my own stuff in the evenings versus just having, like, the Liquid stream up while I'm doing, you know, work. Yeah. And um, so, but then I ended up watching a lot more of the Echo ones towards the end, especially as the Liquid one got, like, progressively more Doomer. Um, yeah. Yeah. and uh yeah but you know this will not be a th- six week long race so i i hope not i oh, really there's no hope way. not there's actually a lot of chatter about this potentially being like an emerald nightmare tier where emerald nightmare got like full clear to the day yeah yeah um, i mean i i've heard although, that a little bit but 
so Emerald Nightmare, like the reason that that happened is basically it's too it was too lower as like an intro tier. They want people to like get in there and do it, but also they didn't they were unprepared for the influx of item level from keys and the influx of power from artifact power. Yeah. So like the top guild had a bunch of it. The rest of the world, not so much. Um, and so the raid got cleared in a day. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it was two days. I don't remember. It was very short. I think it was, I think the thing is, is the everybody got to the last boss within the first like 20 hours of it opening. And then like a couple guilds were like, oh, we'll just go to sleep and we'll start this in the morning. And, and Exorcist Exorcist was like, we'll stay up an extra hour and ended up killing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. A little lore there. But yeah, no, I, I, I think this, I think, yeah, I mean, I, coming off of, coming off of Sepulchre, right, where Blizzard has been very vocal about the fact that, like, all right, they're done with the arms race with the World First Guilds, right? Like, they, yeah. they sort of are like, yeah. we're no longer creating Halandruses or Rigalons yeah. or, you know, those type the of jailers. The Yeah, the Jailer, right? And so, yeah, I, I see this sort of being probably, a, in general, a quicker tier. Like quicker, yeah. if we think the respects to the other ones, I think it's probably a like one reset, like a late one reset clear. Um, yeah, it's like sort of what they'd probably shoot for, um, which was the standard. Like yeah. that was every tier was like that for yep. BFA and for um, Shadowlands up until Sepulcher, because like yeah. Sylvanas died at the end of the first reset. Yeah, um, and. Denathrius did too, right? That was a like Monday kill, or was that a Tuesday kill? I think Denathrius was. Who got it? Was it? It was Liquid, right? I think because they they I opened so. they opened it up with that, and yeah, um, that was. I think a, that might have been a Tuesday kill. I think that might have yeah. been a second reset kill. Yeah, but it was like right after second reset. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I think I think that's what Blizzard should aim for, and hopefully we get that. I mean, I'm. Like at the end of the day, for like the people who do like I'm not a world first person, so like generally for me, I'm gonna see fights that have been nerfed slightly. Yeah. Right. So I don't yeah. need it to be the hardest thing ever. Um, but yeah, at least for these guys, I hope that it it's a it's at least a, a week, right? It's a solid like, you know, seven, maybe, maybe eight days of progression. I think yeah. the only thing that may extend this one, which we haven't really talked about too much, but the fact that they're releasing all normal yeah. heroic and mythic at the same time which honestly so some means their... oh, sorry uh, it, i mean i think i was going to say the same thing you were it means that the first week instead of it just being heroic splits like it has been yeah. they have to also do mythic um or can also do mythic maybe there's an unspoken agreement between the guilds that like week one is heroic splits yeah and then they go doing like sub mythic and then they go do more heroic splits who knows um but this is um, way different in that regard, as opposed to entering Mythic with already like max heroic gear, effectively. Right. Yeah, and I think that's that'll be the that'll be the one sort of strategy. I think I think that presents itself here is like how do you balance where to go? Like where do you put yeah. your players to balance it? Right. And like I think the other yeah. So that's sort of one aspect that I think will be interesting. Like who makes the first steps into Mythic? Like with a serious like push for it. Right. Um, like how do you actually do your splits? Like how much do you focus or push gear to one player? Um, do you do any normals, yeah. right? Like 
Like, it does yeah. it get to the point of like, do you need to do normals for certain characters? Um, I think or certain that players, there's so. potentially like tier token stuff that they do normals. Yeah. Um, there's also the change to group loot so that there's not the same kind of stacking that was going on where you, uh-huh. you know, in Sepulcher, they would have like a stack that was only like rogues and warriors and monks right. to trade those tokens to specific people. Um, because it's group loot now, they don't have that. It's, that's not to say they can't do splits or they can't stack things. They just have to stack it differently. Instead of trying to stack all of one kind of thing in a single group, yep. they instead have to try and set up a like diverse group comp that can use anything that's going to drop. Yeah, potentially. So yeah, like, things wasted. You, you want to have like one cloth wearer and one male wearer and one leather wearer, one plate wearer, and like so that you know, if a male helm drops, it's not going to waste. Basically, you're trying to not waste loot. Yeah. Yeah. And so like it now, it's funny, it becomes no longer like it's almost like the splits, at least the community participation in the splits is now no longer like, oh, I'm a leather wearer that has this item level. I can trade it. Let me come. It's like, no, like we need more people that can actually do these fights so we can clear them with like only a five, like a five stack from Liquid or five stack from Echo, right? Yeah. They get like the max amount of gear covered. So yeah, that'll... Amazing how they do that. Um, I, I don't. We didn't mention this either, which came. They they announced this earlier this week. But BOE items that drop from the raid are BOP, actually dropping as BOP for the first couple weeks. Only mythic, right? Uh, is it only mythic? I didn't. I think so. Hang on. I did. I didn't think they caveated it. But if they yeah. did, if it is only mythic, then it actually doesn't change much because I feel like it basically means that you can't sell your mythic BOEs. Yeah. The first couple of weeks. Um, and some of that is you're guaranteed you're guaranteed to get mythic boes right because of the new bop or boe system yeah where like there's many bosses that are guaranteed to drop them um but yeah that i mean there's a lot of like i think interesting changes around how the raid's being released going in that i'd like it's it'll be it'll be fun to see how these guilds deal with it right yeah like, how do they make the determination? And I think having it all released at once probably means now that I I'll, maybe I'll backtrack a little bit from what I just said because I sort of half forgot about it. It <laughs> probably means that this ends up being a two week raid, right? Like, just yeah. just based on time and the amount of time they'll have to put in, like, it almost seems like they don't have enough time to get all eight on Mythic done within within one reset. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just means like literally Tuesday, Wednesday launch the raid is going to be so interesting in terms of yeah. like what how many different splits they're doing like how they organize it all like that to me honestly like the the world for the world first race to me is that aspect of it it's like the the setup and the strategy behind how they did it the kind of versus like, strategy yeah. yeah versus like the actual boss fights like how you kill a boss oh it's cool you get it first oh that's interesting like oh this guy did a lot of damage this guy did a lot of healing great that's fun but like yeah, I think for me the the more interesting part is like the the thought process behind like why they did certain things um, to get yeah. set up for it. So um, um, I did pull it up. It is only mythic items that are BOP. Okay, uh, cool. for the first few weeks. Um, so they said uh, once a few weeks quote have passed, uh, <laughs> we'll revise the items to drop as BOEs in mythic difficulty. So this might just be like a post Christmas holidays kind of change where like yeah 
uh, or hedging their bets and not being like, oh, we're going to change it after two weeks. And then somehow the race goes into a third week and they're like buying up all the mythic BOEs. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, if it goes into a third week, that's, that's actually Christmas, right? Like that's, yeah, that's actually Christmas week. Yeah. So I mean, no, no, no. uh, second week is Christmas week. Oh yeah. Second week is Christmas week. So yeah, they basically have to yeah. be done by the, before the very end of the second week. So it's not like that's if it's a Tuesday thing, they've got plenty of time, but yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to touch on uh, while we're talking about raid stuff, um, yeah. and this is related to the world first race as well. Um, like the world first teams have weak aura and add on developers on their mm-hmm. staff in order to build tools for these fights, which is both cool and kind of feels bad, but yeah. you know, um, there are not very many like assignment things this tier. There are very, very few. Yeah, Um, I was looking through that the other day, yeah. So, and even like where there were some, some of them got removed after beta or appear to have. Dungeon Journal changed, can't tell how it actually works now. We'll see on Tuesday. (laughs) Um, But like, okay, Taros had um, the Awakened Earth spikes that came up. And uh, the way it did work on beta is that there were two sources of them. One from Rock Blast, which just like popped them up under people in, yeah. in the Rock Blast, which the whole raid so there's just all over the place in that circle. And then like three people got targeted by it and theirs went specific locations. Yeah. And so there was like a, a, an assignment week or a thing there where like you would have like one of them go right and the other two go left or something to like split right. them up so that it's easier for your tank to just beam them. Um that second entry in the dungeon journal is gone now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe there's not specific players that get them now and they just all come from rock blast. Um, so we're going to have to see, it may just be a dungeon journal change and not an actual functional change to the fight. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and we'll find out on Tuesday, but that's the kind of thing where like, that would be kind of neat if it was, because that would remove an assignment week aura from the game before it even is really necessary. Yeah. Um, like we actually, I've whipped one up on beta while we were testing it and it, it was very simple. It just said, go right. Right. Yeah. Like if you had the debuff, it just told you to go to the right of the rock blast circle. Um, but you know, fewer weak orders is fewer mandatory weak orders for a fight is good. Um, oh, yeah. you know, progressing weak auras is not the fun part of progressing a raid. Uh, and was a really frustrating part of doing like Anduin and um, and the jailer. Oh, the jailer, dude! Like the the jailer, the jailer week aura is still like annoying, right? Yeah. Like it's still it's still like super like it's buggy. Like luckily at the end, it didn't matter. Like you could stack three people in the same hole and like. One of them would would die, but you would, you would be okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, um, but yeah, but like the rest of it was just like, oh yeah. Just like whenever it broke and two people were into the same hold or in progression, just like, uh, so like we had one warlock in our guild that literally would reload his UI every pull because like he like was like, I'm not taking any more chances. Like I'm not getting screwed up and like you'd need a reload to like, to do it. So, um, so like, yeah. Aside from Rajagath, because again, I have not done very much looking at the mechanics of Rajagath, like the other seven bosses 
I think there's two places that you could really benefit from an assignment week or um, potentially three, but one of them I don't think is really the case. That third one is primal council. The lava pools, okay. they're targeted at people. You get to go and place them and they're group soaks. So you got to like, and they're group soaks and you can't soak both of them. Realistically speaking, technically mm-hmm. you can, it's a lot of extra damage and very lethal. Um, so I wouldn't, but, um, so in theory, you would have to do like, oh, you soak group A, you soak group B, except that on beta, it appeared to always t- put one on a ranged person and one on a melee person, which oh, lets you do it super easily okay. without a weak or because you just say ranged go right, melee go left. Yeah. And you're done. You don't need a weak or for that. So the, the two other places that I think you could end up with assignment weak auras are on um, Karagrim Totem. There's several soaks on that fight. There's one in particular that is randomly targeted lightning debuffs that go on people. And I think you're going to have a weak aura for that that says, like, attach your... And it, the lightning, like, attaches to the nearest person to you. It's like gotcha. the orbs on Regalon, except that the orb is a person. Uh, okay, okay. Um, so I think you're going to end up with an assignment weak aura for that that just right. tells you, like, you're going to have three people on it. It's probably going to be two tanks and one healer. And... You just have an assignment week or that says you're linked to, you know, tank A, you're linked to tank B, or you're linked to this healer. Yeah. And then that's that's how you handle that mechanic. The other one is on Dethea Ascended. On Mythic only, you charge up the adds that you kill to get to the far platforms. So there's going to be some stuff of like, not only do you charge it up, but when you do the charging, it does like a painsmith trap thing where it applies a dot to the raid. And if you stack that dot, it gets really dangerous. Um, Unlike painsmith, like two is not lethal. It's more like Uh bursting, I guess, kind of in that regard where like a lot of bursting is really dangerous, but a few stacks is fine. Yeah. Um, So you're probably going to have a little bit of an assignment. We core that's like, you know, stop, go. And also Uh which, which ad you're, you're dropping your debuff on. Mm -hmm. Um, that's like it. Like Diurna, you don't need it. Um, none of the other bosses really have room for it or need for it. It's very nice. Yeah, that's, that is really cool. So yeah. I have like a set of interrupt weak auras that I'm gonna put together, uh, and that's basically all of the like raid weak auras that I have to prep, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and I don't. I think for. Uh, so there's a couple like helper ones, like you said, that, that point you maybe in the direction to go. But yeah, there are, I I haven't seen a glow weak or which is the only thing I need, which is like one of those that'll it'll glow raid yeah. friends for specific abilities. I haven't seen one of those yet. There um, aren't very many dispels. Yeah, which oh god, thank the lord, I can't. There are there are a few. Um, there's actually the most significant ones are purges. Um, so on Diurna, there's this mechanic that uh, one of the ads does where they do damage equal to 20% of everybody's health, friendly and enemy, in range. Um, and then you heal back uh, 200% of that. Gotcha. Um, and you can dispel it. So you mass dispel it off of the enemies uh, so that they take That's the damage true. and then don't get healed. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah. I, hopefully the mechanics are a little bit easier to just react to versus needing like, you know, like they've talked about like a week or that tells you exactly yeah. where to like plant your feet, what to do. Yeah. Not needing a stuff. spaceship UI to like 
explain to you what's happening in the fight to yes. make it killable is honestly like if that's how it actually plays out like i could be entirely wrong um <laughs> but if that's how it plays out i will be really happy yeah 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 so um but yeah i mean it's the yeah they've seemed to do dragonflight in general seems just a lot more a lot more chill a lot more uh a lot more fun i guess we'll say right uh, yeah. In terms of like you know what they've got in place, and hopefully the raid turns out to be good. I mean, I, I mean, there's you know I don't think we talked about every fight, but there's also like we talked a little about the council fight. I, yeah, I hate council fights in general, I, but I think the the two fights that I am like really not looking forward to are Dethea ascended um, because of the timing issues that I mentioned. It yep. feels like it's going to devolve into some SLG nonsense with stop go uh that's that's the like yeah that's the thing that i'm concerned about with that or like the kelthas a better analogy is probably the kelthasad intermission where like you just had to get it low and then sit on it for a minute and then kill it right yeah and that's gonna be really annoying um and then the other one is diurna um i don't think anybody i have heard any i actually i take that back one person i know in my rank team is excited about diurna it's a gigantic ad fight and they get to do gigantic ad fight things. God. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, you know, uh, I played every boss on beta and I think it's, I think it's looking good. Um, I will say actually another thing that's interesting before we wrap up. Yep. Almost every the tested boss has at least one public logged mythic kill easy that's awesome almost everyone diurna does not diurna is not even close not even a little bit close yeah um there's like a five minute long pull but the boss is at like 70 percent health (laughs) um i think i think kurog doesn't have one either um but kurog also got a bunch of changes from beta so who knows yeah um but like Aranog, Taros, Senarth, Primal Council, and um, and Dathea. Dathea has one singular public mythic kill, but it's got one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is like, that's not how it was on on in Sanctum or on on Sepulchre. Really? Sepulchre, there were virtually no uh, public mythic kills from beta. And very, very few uh, mythic kills past the first few in Sanctum. Like, I think people killed Guardian. I think people right. killed, um, killed like Eye of the Jailer and the Nine and Terra Grew, like the early ones. Yeah. But Fate Scribe, I don't think had it. Uh, Kel'Thuzad definitely didn't. Yeah, they, no, of course, didn't mythic was... test Sylvanas. Painsmith definitely didn't. Yeah. Remnant and Soul Render, I don't, I think Soul Render did. And then they like quadrupled the damage that it did. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why. Paired, and they eventually paired it back, right? Like, yeah. During the first week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what they, how it all ends, how it all pans out. But yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. And I guess the other, the maybe one final point, just so we sort of wrap up the raid, is there is a skip in the raid. Yes. So, uh, it doesn't take you right to the end boss. It's a it's a it's a three things. You gotta you kill the first boss, then it opens up the skip, and then you have to kill the last two. 
Yeah. Um, it basically I, lets you go straight to Diurna. Yeah, Diana, yeah. But yeah, and it, you had to kill Diana, I think, three... It's actually only three times at this point. At least that's what the current quest is. Um, that's nice, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, makes it slightly, slightly quicker uh, to pick it up. And um, and yeah, so I mean, that's there is a raid skip, which I think is awesome. Um, they need to do more raid skip. Like, I wish it was like, honestly, ugh, it would be awesome if it was like the... Uh, Either the HFC skip or the Jaina skip, which really wasn't a skip, where it's just like the Jaina one was like added at the end for people doing mount runs. Like exactly. that's not that's not a real thing. Exactly, um, exactly. One actual final thing that I just thought of and I wanted to mention: there's not a mythic raid mount, but yes, but there is a mythic raid dragon riding glyph thing that makes your renewed proto Drake look like Rajageth. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, you can actually see cool. it if you go to the, the rostrum of transformation okay. in Daldraken or any of the other places in the in the Dragon Isles that have one. Uh -huh. You can go and see it because you get to look at things that you don't have yet. There is a full, basically a full reskin that makes oh, wow. your mount look like Rajageth. That's super um, cool. Oh, I'm going to get that. I'm excited. So that's pretty, I, I think that's pretty cool. And of course, those are all like account-wide unlocks too. So like you get it on one character, yeah, you're good to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am honestly really, the more I talk about this, the more excited I get about raiding this week. I'm so hyped for it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. My body is ready. I've been waiting too long for this. <laughs> it's been it's been literally two weeks since we've since But we it's not been two. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Season four. No. Okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, no. fair enough. Yeah, just a, season norm, four, just a normal rate, just a normal rate tier. Like, I don't want to say tier. season four sucked because I want them to do more stuff like season four, but season four, I was miserable. Yeah, yeah, it was so stressful for me. Yeah, um, like, so the last progression was in the very beginning of July, something yeah. like that for us. Um, true, so it's been like, so basically, like, end of month six right about i think we killed jailer on like july 3rd right mm -hmm. um like month six we're now in month 12 it's been six months i'm so ready yeah. for new bosses i am so ready like the the season four like going back and doing old bosses was great except for the fact that i didn't get to spend very much time doing denathrius which is the only thing i cared about yeah 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 no i guess i guess it has been a long time since we've had some real progression so yeah, it'll be, I mean, I'm excited for this week. Hopefully the servers are stable on Tuesday. I'd like to yep. not have issues there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, ex I'm excited. I'm excited. I think I'm, yeah, now you've gotten me excited. Like now I'm on board with this. Like, yeah, yeah let's, it's going to be bosses. great. Like let's Tuesday comes out, we get to do keys. We get to do, uh, we get to do the raid. Like I'm, I cannot wait for Friday. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, wait. No, yeah. It'll be it'll be a good time. So but awesome. I think that is gonna wrap up our show for today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you want to support this podcast and all the work that we do over on the Pika Serenity, like Anomaly's belated Mistweaver guide updates that people were asking in Twitch chat about. It's not it's not me, but it's someone else. We're getting them up there. Don't worry. We're getting them up there. I blame you personally. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You can blame um, me. 
You can do that over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Serenity. And, of course, come and join the Discord. Uh, it's a good place to come and hang out. Uh, please don't join and go straight to Dragonflight, like the, the Dragonflight Brew channel and Doom <laughs> Post about the nerfs. It's been a problem. <laughs> it's fine. Brewmaster's not the best. We know that already. You don't need to come and tell us. We know. Yes. Yes. The Monk Discord is no stranger to being like, we have a dead spec emoji and we've had it since Legion. Yeah. This yeah. is nothing new. It just hasn't been Brewmaster before. Like, exactly. it's fine. <laughs> People played Windwalker in Legion and in BFA and in Shadowlands, even while they were bad. Same thing with Mistweaver. It's fine. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. It's fine. All right. That's it. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.